2: told at the end of the race. The best part of heaven will be mercy and grace that we'll know when we see Jesus. King of Sleep.
1: our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound.
3: Satan is ever on the alert for anyone who thinks to do good. Finding such a one, he immediately sets about planning and scheming to thwart the good, turning it to evil. And so it was when Nehemiah and the people of Judah decided to build the walls of Jerusalem, casting about for human help Satan found Sanballat, governor of Samaria, Tobiah, a member of a noble Ammonite family, Shekaniah, Tobiah's father-in-law, and Prince Geshem, son of the king of Kedar, an Arabian tribe. Four important, powerful, and influential men who, from the first, had hated the Israelites. Nehemiah is much wiser than we
4: thought. Not only does he ignore our laughter and scorn, our words of slander but he also causes people to go right
5: ahead, paying us no attention whatsoever. You are governor of Samaria. You should have done something long ago. Sent your armies against Jerusalem, anything. Now it is too late. The walls of Jerusalem are taking shape fast. It's never too late. I shall talk to my general immediately.
4: General, we must stop the Hebrews from finishing the wall. Once it's finished and fortified, we don't stand a chance of taking the city, do we?
0: No, sir. It's already too late, sir.
4: If Jerusalem's to be captured, it must be done in some manner other than open warfare. Anyone have any suggestions? Well, Governor, sir, I'm only a general of rough soldiers, yet I uh, I realize that people, small and large, weak and powerful, all people listen to gossip. Gossip? I... Gossip, that's it, gossip. We'll start spreading gossip that Nehemiah is building the city wall merely to further his own ends. We'll also just
5: th- a minute. Oh. You underestimate Nehemiah. The people will believe him, not what they hear from others. Our only way to stop the building of the wall is to stop Nehemiah himself. We must attack him with smooth words, with cunning and well laid plans. Pretend to be on his side. Ah, but he knows we're not on his side. Make him think you wish to compromise. Send him a message to that effect requesting a conference to work out a peace pact. Then what? When he comes to the peace conference, he will be in your power. Kill or imprison him.
4: It might work at that. Uh, We'll try it. But we'll also spread rumors. good afternoon sir how do you do stranger i'm not a stranger i'm your neighbor (laughs) fact is i'm governor of samarium what can i do for you governor sir i came to warn you warn me yes i'm preparing my army to march against jerusalem and take it you and your army cannot take jerusalem (laughs) oh no power on earth can you'd be correct if if the walls were built right but they're not it takes skill and tools and proper material to build an impregnable wall But who's building the Jerusalem wall? Old men and women and children. And with what materials? Pieces of stone and debris. Ah, It's so weak that a fox could break through. You're sure of this? It's the truth, I swear it. I'll go to Jerusalem and find out if it's the truth. I'll warn the people. Ah, That's the spirit, my friend. Spread the news far and wide.
3: The walls are not strong. I happen to know that the Samaritans, the Amorites, and the Arabians plan to break through the walls and take Jerusalem.
6: Three men are coming to break down the wall and take Jerusalem.
4: The walls are so weak that three men can break through and take Jerusalem.
3: Three men are going to conquer our city. Three men take the city. Oh, woe is Jerusalem. Hearing these rumors, Nehemiah took steps to strengthen the faith and the work of the people. He set half of the people as watchmen with weapons of war, while the other half worked on the walls. And the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side. And so the building progressed. Then did Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem come by night to the wall. But seeing the people armed and ready for war, they fled in terror back to Samaria. We cannot give up. Somehow we've got to stop them, else they'll conquer us and we'll become
4: their slaves. We've tried almost everything. Now let's try the friendly approach. You have a definite plan? A foolproof plan. Even Nehemiah isn't smart enough to see through it. We'll send a messenger with word that we wish a peace conference.
3: Four times, Nehemiah received an invitation to meet with the three enemy countries for a peace conference in the plain of Ono. But enlightened by the Holy Spirit, Nehemiah sent four refusals.
7: Tell your masters that I am doing a great work here in Jerusalem, and I cannot come down. For why should the work cease whilst I leave
3: it and come down to you? Yet another message was sent to Nehemiah. This one, written on an open letter so that the people along the way read it. The letter stated that many peoples were spreading the alarm that he, Nehemiah, was plotting a rebellion against the king of Persia, and that he, Nehemiah, planned to become king himself. The letter made clear that if King Artaxerxes heard these rumors, he would capture Nehemiah. Thus, said the letter, come now, therefore, and let us counsel together. Are you going to the conference your honor?
7: I am convinced that the whole thing is but a plot and a snare to get me away from Jerusalem I shall send a messenger letting them know I am aware of the untruth of their words that they make them up out of their hearts of hate
5: Nehemiah is just too wise for us Sanballat He sees through all our carefully laid plans. I have one more plan.
4: We'll hire a man who's honored and respected by Nehemiah, a man of high repute. We'll send him to Jerusalem to give Nehemiah evil counsel as to the word of God. You hire me to go to Jerusalem and lead Nehemiah into a trap? Will he listen to your counsel? Uh, Probably. (laughs) Uh, Here's what you're to do. Shut yourself up in a chamber near the temple sanctuary, inside the temple walls, as if fearing for your life.
7: Shemaiah is hiding in a chamber inside
3: the temple walls? Yes, Your Honor. As if he feared greatly for his life. He sends this counsel to thee, Your Honor. Come, Nehemiah, let us meet together in the house of the Lord within the temple. And let us shut tight the doors, for the enemy cometh to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. Uh, Perhaps you'd better go, your honor. The temple has walls and gates, and you would be safe
7: there. What would God think of me were I to hide? And the people? The alarm would spread among the people. Each would seek his own safety. And the city would be left unguarded. I do not really trust the sincerity of Shemaiah. Sanballat and Tobiah have hired him that I should be afraid and do this sin.
3: I shall not hide. So the work on the walls continued in spite of everything the enemy could do to stop it. First, one section of the wall was finished, then another. Finally, it was all finished. The impossible had been done. And in only 52 days. And all because one man, Nehemiah, had vision, faith, and courage. And it came to
7: pass that when all our enemies heard the wall and gates were finished, they were much afraid, for they perceived that this work was wrought by God.
1: We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. 61,
6: 62, 63. What are you doing, Sam? 64, 65. I'm counting my steps. 66, 67, 68. Why? Because to be totally healthy, you need to take at least 10,000 steps a day. I'm keeping track. 72, 73, 74. How many so far today? 4,878, 79. I'm glad you're trying to be healthy. You can help me count. My tongue gets tired. I heard that walking keeps your blood moving, brings fresh oxygen to your brain so you can think better, and makes your bones strong. How are your bones? Hard as steel. It's also good for your heart. How's your heart feel? Tired maybe we should rest <sighs> good idea so why all the sudden interest in health well my dad said that his doctor told him that if he doesn't exercise more he could have a heart attack the doctor told him to start walking 10,000 steps a day so I told Dad if he'd walk I'd walk you're a very supportive son I try you know there is an easy way of keeping track of you walking there is sure just walk an hour a day that's what I read in school. Just walk briskly for 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the afternoon, and then 30 minutes after supper. That way you don't have to count. Hey, that is easier. Let's try it. Do you have a watch? No. Don't you? 91, 92, 93. Maybe we should walk to the store. I think they're having a sale on watches. 96.
3: God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
8: boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 8. Mysterious Snapshot The next morning, the shoebox kids found Shorty cleaning out the horse's stalls. Can we go for another horseback ride today? Dee asked. Shorty rubbed his chin. Well, I don't know, he drawled. Is there anyone else going today? Willie asked. "'If not, our parents said it was all right with them if you wanted to take us.' "'No, I can't say as there's anyone else raring to go for a horseback ride today,' Shorty said with a sly grin. "'Let me see. "'If you're all raring to go, "'what do you say to helping me get these stalls cleaned out? "'There are a couple of extra shovels leaning against the wall over there "'with the rest of the tools, and I've got an extra wheelbarrow out back.' "'Great,' Chris said. "'He looked around at his friends.' Willie wrinkled his nose. "'Speak for yourself,' he mumbled under his breath. "'Phew!' Jenny held her nose. She sounded like an elephant with a bad cold. Dee, Dee stared at her friends. She couldn't believe they were making a big deal about cleaning up after a few horses. "'Come on! You guys sound like a bunch of wimps. Haven't you ever had to clean up after your pets at home? I've had to clean up after Zach lots of times.' Maria rolled her eyes. I think cleaning up after a horse is a little different than cleaning up after a little dog. Didi looked at Zack and then at the horses. She started to laugh. I guess there is a big difference. Uh-huh. Shorty cleared his throat. I would like to bring up a very good point here that I want you all to consider. Didi and the rest of the shoebox kids gathered around Shorty. Shorty was still rubbing his jaw. Many children beg their parents to get them a pet, like a cat or a dog or even a horse. Lots of kids who come up here want a horse for their very own. Shorty knelt down and petted Zach. Now, I see that you love Zach very much, Dee, Dee because you take very good care of him, but not all the children and even some adults take good care of their pets. They let them go hungry, and they don't make sure they have their shots, or they might even take them to the pound to get rid of them. The shoebox kids cringed when they heard how some animals were treated. Shorty glanced at each one of them before continuing. "'Pets require a lot of attention and love, "'but all that extra work is worth it "'because it keeps them happy. "'That's why I clean out the horses' stalls. "'Why do you take care of Zack, Didi? "'Because I know it keeps him healthy and happy,' Didi replied, and I love him.' "'Exactly.' "'Jenny walked toward the tools "'and picked out a shovel. "'I think I've changed my mind,' she said. "'So have I,' Willie agreed.' Soon, all the shoebox kids were helping Shorty clean the horse's stalls while Apache, Magic, Angel, Smokey, Snowy, and Thunder stood around and watched. After the stalls were cleaned, the shoebox kids caught and saddled their horses. Dee Dee helped Jenny lift her saddle onto Magic's back, and then Jenny helped Dee Dee saddle Angel. By the time Dee Dee had put Angel's bridle on, everyone else was ready, too. Shorty was pleased. He walked around with a big smile on his face. "'My, but you kids sure learned quickly how to saddle your horses, "'and by helping each other, you were able to saddle up without my help.' "'DeeDee untied Zack and led him to Jenny. "'Will you lift Zack up to me after I get on Angel?' "'Sure,' Jenny said. "'Chris rode up beside DeeDee a few minutes later. "'He patted his saddlebags. "'I've got the camera,' he said. "'I think we're all set.' "'Good,' DeeDee said. "'It looked like they were ready.' After the shoebox kids said a prayer for safety, Shorty led out. He took a different trail than the one that went to Fern Falls. Dee Dee kept looking around to see if she could see anyone following. Maybe the kidnapper won't show up after all, Dee Dee thought. Two hours later, Shorty turned off the trail. The shoebox kids turned their horses and followed him. Suddenly, the trees opened up before them. Wow, a lake! Willie exclaimed when he saw the crystal blue water surrounded by tall pine trees. "'It's beautiful,' Maria said as she stopped beside Willie. Shorty smiled. "'I'm glad you like it.' After everyone else had tied up their horses and gone to the lake, Dee Dee pulled the camera out of Chris's saddlebags. Then she led Zack over to a shady spot under a bunch of pine trees and tied him up. Working fast, she placed the camera on a log and aimed it at Zack. Suddenly, Dee Dee heard a twig snap and she ducked for cover behind the log. It won't do any good if the kidnapper sees the trap I'm making, she thought. When Dee Dee thought it was safe, she peeked over the edge of the log. All was clear. Hurriedly, she ran some string around the tree trunk so it was only an inch or so off the ground. Then she found a couple of pieces of wood and set them on each side of the camera so the string ran over the pieces of wood and over the top of the camera. She was almost finished. All she had left to do was lean a long stick of wood right over the camera button and rest it on top of the string. Now, when the kidnapper tried to kidnap Zach again, he would accidentally hit the string with his foot and break it. When the string broke, it would let the stick drop on top of the camera button and take a picture. There, Dee Dee said to herself, if anyone tries to kidnap Zach, I'll catch him on film. She smiled. It was the best trap she had ever made. Dee Dee didn't like the idea of using Zack to help spring her trap, but Zach was the only pet the kidnapper seemed interested in. She scratched Zack's ears. Don't worry, Zack, I'll be right over there by the lake watching you. Zack licked her hand as if he understood. You just let me know if anyone tries to kidnap you, okay? Dee Dee whispered before she left. Dee Dee walked to the lake and sat down on a rock where she could see her friends and Zach at the same time. Zack sniffed the ground a couple of times and then lay down. Dee Dee turned her head and watched Chris, Maria, Jenny, and Sammy see which one could skip stones the farthest. Willie sat on the log down by the lake with Shorty. Suddenly, Zack started yipping. Dee Dee jumped up. The kidnapper! The kidnapper! she yelled. Shorty was so startled, he jumped off the ground as if he'd seen a snake. Where? he asked. Dee Dee pointed at Zack and took off running. In five long strides, Shorty passed her as if she were standing still. Then a bright light flashed in the shade where Zack was tied. What was that? Shorty yelled as he skidded to a stop, blinking his eyes. The kidnapper, Dee Dee replied when she caught up. No, I mean that flash of light. What was that? Dee Dee was so excited she was out of breath. Oh, that was a camera, she said between breaths. Now, what in the world is a camera doing out here in the middle of the fort? Oh, um, no, that's him. <laughs> now, what in the world is a camera doing out here in the middle of the forest? Dee Dee reached down and picked up the Polaroid camera with the picture sticking out its front. It was my trap to catch the kidnapper. The rest of the shoebox kids caught up and gathered around Dee Dee. Did your trap work, Dee Dee? Jenny asked. Did you get a picture of the kidnapper? Dee Dee's hands shook as she gently removed the picture from the camera. "'The little white rectangle was beginning to turn into a picture. "'Here it comes!' "'Chris and Sammy squinted. "'Willie had his arms around Chris's and Sammy's necks. "'He cocked his head to one side to get a better look, "'but it didn't seem to help. "'All I can see is Shorty's stomach!' Dee Dee's huge grin turned into a sour frown. "'I was sure we would have a picture of the kidnapper,' she moaned. "'May I look at it?' Shorty asked. "'DeeDee Dee shrugged and handed over the photograph.' I guess it doesn't show anything. Shorty studied the photo for a long time before giving it back to Didi. I'm sorry I got in the way. That's all right, Didi said. I'm beginning to think trying to catch the kidnapper is a bad idea. The kidnapper just seems to be one step ahead of me all the time. Shorty clapped his hands together and rubbed them. Well, cowboys and cowgirls, it looks like it's time to start heading back. All of you, be sure and tighten your horse's cinches before you climb aboard. Dee put the camera in Chris's saddlebags. Before tightening Angel's cinch, she went back to where she had set her trap and looked around. After a careful search, she saw what she was looking for. It was the same hourglass shape in the dirt, just like she saw on the ground the two times Zach had disappeared and at the corrals when she had talked to Eagle Feather. Now she thought she knew where they came from. After Dee Dee got on Angel, Chris picked Zach up and handed him to her. Zach sat proudly in front of Dee Dee. Maria rode her horse up beside Dee Dee. When she saw Zach, she burst out laughing. After riding around on Angel, Zach won't want to walk on his own four feet anymore. Dee Dee scratched behind Zach's left ear. I think you're right, she agreed. After the shoebox kids had saddled up, they got into a line behind Shorty and filed onto the trail heading back to the cabin's. "'Hey, Dee Dee,' Sammy said. Dee Dee twisted around so she could look at Sammy, who was riding right behind her. "'What?' "'Sorry your trap didn't work. It was a good idea, though.' "'I sure wish it would have worked,' Dee Dee sighed. "'Since I didn't catch the kidnapper this time, I'll have to keep a very close eye on Zach from now on.' But not catching the kidnapper wasn't the worst thing the shoebox kids had to worry about. A bear was eating huckleberries right around the corner.' The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 10, Adventure on Wild Horse Mountain, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.
0: Children come
3: Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at Lifetalk.net.